I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey, it's Marty and Clay in the Zoom room. Today we're going to be talking about how to launch into 2022 with your songwriting and really make progress towards your goals. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, Clay, I mean, are there any particular things you do uh, at, at the end of the year to kind of evaluate where you are and what you need to change for the next year? Yeah, I like to take stock mid to late November of how that year has gone. You know, if I've made certain goals, um, it could be anything. It could be like, okay, I want to write three songs a week and do two tracks a week, two productions a week, or, or whatever your goals are as a writer. I like to look back after November and go, okay, is this working? Do I need to readjust? I don't so much like to readjust all through the year because I haven't given it time. So I like to kind of look at what hasn't been working, what has been working and set my goals up for January so that I can hit the ground running. What I want to do is set my calendar up for those new goals before it gets to January. Because if I'm trying to schedule you know, certain kind of co-writes to meet my goals in January. I don't need to be trying to schedule them in January. I need to be doing it in November. And so I really like to plan ahead and hit the ground running in January so that you can get off to a great start. And I think you mentioned calendar. I think that's one of the most important things that I see when, you know, you and I mentor a lot of people and so often we see their calendar doesn't reflect their goals. I mean, the, you know, the, their calendar, the things they're actually doing are not things that are going to get them closer to their goals. And, you know, for instance, uh, I was mentoring one of our writers and I asked him what his goal was. And he said, well, I want to get a major label cut. So I said, well, show me your calendar. We started looking at his calendar and he had probably three out of four rights every week with an independent artist. Right. So those are songs that he's not going to be pitching to a a major label artist. So basically he's spending 25% of his time working toward his goal, you know, and and 75% of his time was on things that were not going to get him to the goal. So we talked about how to, to change his calendar around so that his calendar really reflects what his goals are. And that's something I encourage everybody to do is pull your calendar out for next year and, Think about your goals, you know, write down what your goals are and then look and see how much of your time you're going to devote to that because it need, you know, you need to be spending most of your time on your big goals. Yeah. And that doesn't matter if you, if you're an artist, if you're a songwriter, if you're a producer, no matter what you're, you know, you want to do in the music business, you've got to be able to set aside your goals for the next year and really focus in and each co-write you do or each project you work on. Like if you want to produce a major label artist and, you know, you're only writing with small indie things to pay the bills and you know that none of those people are going to um, get a major label deal, then there's no way you're going to meet your goal. It just won't happen. So you've got to learn to um, navigate and make that transition from everything you're doing is just cheap projects to pay your bill to how do I figure out how to work in some of these people that really have potential of me reaching my goal with? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think too, it's important to look at your calendar and evaluate if the people you're working with have the same goals you have. 
you know, so if, if I'm just continually writing with people that just kind of want to write for fun and I'm trying to write commercially, <clears throat> then we're not going to, you know, we're not on the same page and, and probably those songs are not going to um, go anywhere because we're just kind of misaligned with what we're trying to accomplish. So it's really important to make sure that, you know, that the people you're working with are, are headed the same direction you're headed and that you are not just being a victim of everybody who calls, you know, it's, it's super easy for any of us to just whoever calls us, we, we fill in the next slot we have open on our co-writing, you know, availability. And then months go by and we, we realize, Oh man, I'm just kind of like floating in the wind here. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't have any direction. Exactly. And, you know, making sure your goals are aligned with your co-writer I can remember, I mean, there are artists on major labels that may not align with your goal. Um, I think you and I both wrote with someone about 12 or maybe 15 years ago that was on Capitol Records. And we'll not name names here, but we'll um, because since he's become very, very famous. And um, but at that time, he had his first record deal. And he would come into the writing sessions with me and go, you know, I just don't want to write anything that that sounds commercial. I, today, I don't even want to rhyme. I want to write a song that doesn't rhyme. Well, when was the last time you heard a song on radio that does not rhyme through the whole song? Like, so after a few writing sessions like that, I had to tell his manager, I'm like, I just don't think it's going to work out because I'm a professional songwriter. I want to help him have hits. And, you know, of course, now. He's having some some great success and just about every other word rhymes in those songs. <laughs> so he, amazing. he figured it out, but the timing wasn't right. You know, it did not make sense for me to keep writing with him at that time. If he wanted to write today. Yeah. Cause he's, you know, killing it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think too, a, a lot of times we, it, there's a tendency to, to try to like hop on the biggest opportunity we have even if we don't like what the person does, you know, and there have been some major label artists that I've written with one time and go, I just don't like it. I don't like what they do really. And it's not my kind of thing. And, you know, so I just let those things go because I want to do things that I'm excited about. And I think that's another factor. When you look at your calendar, it's a huge deal. If every single co-write you're excited about. You know, as opposed to you, you're just trying to climb the ladder. So you're trying to plug in any, you know, anybody one rung up the ladder that you can, can get, you know, there's going to be a lot of tough days, but if you, you know, if you look at your calendar and you're excited about each co-write, that's going to go a long way into helping you write great songs. Yeah. The worst thing is to look at your calendar for the next week and go, I'm not really, how can I get out of these (laughs) co-writes? Yeah. I was like, you don't want to be saying that to yourself. I hope I get sick that day. <laughs> no, that's no good at all. You know, something else I, I highly recommend to people and and the more, the more you can focus your efforts, the better your chances are going to be. So one thing that I'm a huge believer in is think about three or four artists that you like in the genre that you write that cut outside songs and really spend some time reading interviews or listening, watching interviews with those artists, um, finding out where their head is, you know, what's going on with them personally, and then targeting those artists. Because 
you know, if, if I look at the country pitch sheet, for instance, there's, you know, there might be a hundred artists on there and I can't know what all those artists do and, and that kind of thing. So I've narrowed it down to three or four artists. So if I'm writing a country song, I'm going to target those four artists, one of them. And I've just found that that really has helped me. I mean, it's, I've gotten cuts on those artists yeah. by doing that because I'm, I'm just kind of in the zone of writing for those artists. And what it's also helped me do is I can call my co-writers ahead of time or text them and say, Hey, next Wednesday, can we write something for Kenny Chesney? I've got this idea. And it kind of just gets everything rolling before we get in there so that when we get in the room, we all know the mission for that day instead of getting in the room and going, well, what's everybody got? And sometimes that leads to a great song. Clay, I know you're better than I am at kind of talking in the room and, and finding songs in that. But I've just found for me that the more I can prep my co-writers for the co-write of, you know, today we're going to write for sync. I've got this brief that we're going to write for, you know, then people come in ready for that, you know, and it's just a whole different level of writing I've discovered when I do that. So I try to look not only like we're talking about looking at next year, but look, I'm looking at next week and going, Hey, what should we do with the talent we've got in the room that day? And I try to be the person that gives focus to that. Yes. That's unbelievable advice. I also would like to take a moment because I see a lot of writers that are just on this treadmill of showing up every day and writing another song. And I think if more writers took, even if you took one day a week and really spent the whole day looking for incredible ideas, then you have a greater shot of breaking as an artist or a songwriter if you have a unique idea. You know, uh, Mitchell Tenpenny, when he came out with um, Drunk Me Can't Get Over You, I'd never heard that idea, you know, and it's a, it's a killer lyric to me because it's fresh, it's different. And, you know, you could tell that it took that kind of idea to break the artist. Um, Old Dominion, when they came out, um, they had Break Up With Him. At the time, that was a ballsy song, this guy going up to a girl in a bar and telling her she needs to break up with her boyfriend and be with him. And, you know, those were ideas that the marketplace had not heard before. And I think if you spend time coming up with those, whether you're an artist or you're a songwriter, those kind of songs give you a shot at breaking into the business if you're not in there already. And I think, too, and you, you kind of alluded to taking a day off to do ideas. I think it's also important to leave yourself time to figure out which of your songs are, are good and which are great or which could be great if you work on them a little more, because again, we see people that are just writing hundreds of songs and they've got hundreds of songs that in that pile, they might have 10 great ones that really need a little more time and attention and to be, and then they would be great, but they're so busy trying to write that next song that, that those songs are just in a pile and, and they get, left behind. And I think it's really important to take time every now and then to look at what you've got and see if there's some songs you need to revisit and do some rewriting on, you know, I forget who said it, but quote something like um, great songs are written hits are rewritten yeah. that kind of thing, you know? And, and so if you're writing so much that you don't have time to go back 
and and look at which ones really have potential, like which ideas are really great, but maybe you didn't bring it all the way home, you know, and spend more time. You you and I know Hugh Prestwood, who for a long time there, he was right one song a month. And yeah, he would his, so he's and he would get almost all of them cut. And so, you know, he's he's really spending time on those songs. He's making sure that they're as good as they can be. And and so I think it's important to to plan that in your calendar. Because if you've got every minute free, I mean, every minute booked, you don't have time to work on ideas. You don't have time to rewrite and improve things you've got. Yeah. And I think another skill that, you know, is hard for all of us is just learning to let go sometimes of, you know, the ones that are not great. You know, we see people in Songtown that'll come to us for mentoring and they're on the 35th version of this song, you know, 35th rewrite. And, you know, you and I just go, maybe let that one go. If, you, if you've made 35 attempts and it's not there, let that one go and move on to something else. Because everything you do like that's keeping you from doing the next better thing, you know? Yeah, Bob Dylan said something to the effect that the world doesn't need another song, but it can always use a great song. Yeah. And, you know, with... I forget how many tens of thousands of songs a day are uploaded to Spotify. Like the world doesn't need another song from you or me or whoever's listening to today. But if you write a killer song that makes people feel something when they hear it, it makes them dance or it makes them cry, whatever it is. If you do that well, the world always makes room for those kind of songs. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, if, if you look at the things we write, not everything we write moves us even. And if it doesn't move us, it's not going to move the needle or move other people to cause them to cut it. And so that's okay. We can just let those songs go and move on. You know, we in, in Songtown clay teaches a melody master class and I teach a lyric master class. They, those start in January and we use those a lot of times to help people really get on track with their writing for the year. And, you know, these are the kinds of things we, we talk about in there. But, you know, we also talk about the fundamentals. Let's, you know, let's make sure that we're, we're really nailing the fundamentals of songwriting. And, um, and so that's one of the focuses of that class. I saw a quote one time from Michael Jordan where they asked him how he could do this like 360 dunk from the foul line. And he said, every day I dribble, I pass and I shoot. And his point was, I don't ever forget the fundamentals. I, I do the basic things, the basic boring things to learn how to be better. And then every now and then something happens where I do something brilliant just because it, it, it happened in the moment. And I think that's the way it is with songwriting. It's like if we can really come back, you know, focus ourselves on the basics of what does it take to be a good communicator in song? What does it take to make a melody that people can't get out of their head? You know, what does it take to come up with an opening line that blows people's minds and they have to listen to the song? And, you know, so if if we can focus on those things, too, I think whether you do it in our master class or you do it in some other way, just getting back to the basics at the start of every year, I think, is huge to to get yourself on the right track. Yeah. At the, the start of every football season when they hit the practice before the season starts they start off with fundamentals you know and that i think more 
than just making sure you have solid fundamentals or brushing up on them. To me, the masterclasses we do inspire people to write throughout the year because we give you so many new tools. And when you sit down to write, you have more tools to put into those songs and it's inspiring. You know, we hear students tell us all the time, I can't believe that I never saw this before you guys explained it. And, you know, they're, they're, they may be simple processes and simple techniques, but they can elevate your writing. So whether you're taking a class or you're making a commitment to listen to more music, um, you've got to make sure when you plan for the next year that you put time in there to be inspired, you know, classes, concerts, whatever it is you need to really focus on getting inspired because that, that will influence your writing in a big way. Absolutely. This, I had heard that Cody Johnson's record was really great. And so this morning I sat down, I just listened to the whole thing while I was uh, doing some other work and it's great. I mean, I heard some songs in there. I was like, Oh man, you know, that, that's what, that's the kind of thing that made me want to write songs is hear, hearing songs like that, you know, and it does, it inspires you. It reminds you of why you got into this. And, and for most of us, it's not for a dollar. You know, you and I didn't start writing to because we want to make a lot of money. We started writing because we loved it and, and because we had something to say. You know, so we just want to challenge everybody to, you know, think about how you're going to go into 2022 with your writing, what you're going to do to challenge yourself. Uh, pull out those calendars and, and look at the people you're working with. Make sure they have similar goals. And don't assume, you know, one thing I encourage people to do, too, is to communicate to people what your goals are. So if you say at the beginning of this year, for instance, I told one of my co-writers every single time we write this year, let's focus on Kenny Chesney. And we wound up getting a Kenny Chesney cut. And it's it's because I communicated a goal, you know, otherwise we would have gone in and just said, OK, what's the best idea we can come up with today? You know, so. Don't assume that your co-writers know what you're trying to do. So if you pick out those three or four artists, uh, share that with your co-writers and say, hey, I'd love for you to come on this journey with me. You know, would you be interested to, in focusing on this um, with me this year? And, and that, you know, that intentional writing, you know, we both know Mark Irwin and Josh Keir. Well, they sat together once a week and tried to write a Tim McGraw song. It took them seven years to get that Tim McGraw song. But once they got that Tim McGraw hit, everyone else started wanting to cut their songs. So there's something to being intentional, being focused um, and having a mission that it, it doesn't always happen overnight. But if you stick to it, it will come true. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, we I would encourage people not to set a time limit on your success, because for most of us, it takes longer than we thought. But if you can just look. Um, you know, I, I went on a backpacking trip one time and I was, I was a youth minister and there was a kid who was six foot seven in eighth grade. And we got to the top of this mountain and um, I said, wasn't that scenery beautiful coming up the mountain? He said, all I saw was these 16 size 16 shoes. He said, I was so scared I was going to fall off this mountain. I just looked at my feet. But that's how he got there. I mean, he got to the top of the mountain by kind of overcoming his fears and just looking at his feet. And if you just concentrate on writing a better song every day, bringing some focus to your co-writes, making sure that you're working on things that contribute to your goals. You're going to, at the end of 2022, you're going to look back and go, wow, I really made a lot of progress. You know, I may not be where I, 
hoped I would be, but I, I can see that I, by, by just looking at my feet and, and, and focusing on those important things, you're going to make a lot of progress. So that's our 2022 challenge for you. Um, as always, if you don't know about Songtown, check us out. We're a worldwide community, thousands of songwriters. Um, tens of thousands have taken our classes, so check us out. We got links to our books in the show notes. Uh, if you have questions about Songtown, you can always reach out to me, Marty at Songtown.com, or Clay is Clay at Songtown.com, and we love helping songwriters. So thanks for joining us. I'm going to leave you with a Christmas song from Lisa Simmons and Matt Muzakas called More Than a Baby. was